Welcome to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. I'm your host, James Bell. Welcome back to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. This is a bonus episode, and you may notice if you're watching uh, on video today that we are not in our normal studio. In fact, today we're in Fayetteville, Arkansas, recording this episode live as a bonus episode at the Northwest Arkansas Startup Crawl. Fayetteville, Arkansas, by the way, is home of the University of Arkansas and the Arkansas Razorbacks, so whoop pig. If history is a guide, uh, there's about 1,800 revelers out there right now having a great time, and we'll be out there with them soon. And they're enjoying all the beer they can drink and their commemorative, uh, uh, commemorative beer mugs, visiting 10-plus sites, a mega site, getting free swag and all that good jazz. Uh, so you get the idea. So if you're not in Northwest Arkansas, come next year. It'll be worth the visit. And uh, that's if you haven't moved here by then. So today I have with me as my guests, uh, as bonus guests, Jagesh Vora with SwiftGo, the CEO and founder of SwiftGo, and Vance Ravy, the CEO and founder of Junction AI. Hey, James. Great Welcome to be here. Welcome to the show, guys. It's so happy. Thanks for having us. All right. So our audience is in for a treat because y'all have some really interesting backgrounds. So let's start with the easy question. Tell me what's up with you guys. What, tell, tell me about yourselves. Let's start with you, Vance. Oh, great. Thanks, James. Um, yeah, well, a uh, little bit about me. I've been in tech for over 20 years. I've sort of traversed around the world, living in about seven or eight different countries now, from Australia, New Zealand, to Costa Rica and Panama and Brazil. And here I find myself today in Arkansas, and where I'm now, now living in Bentonville, which is pretty cool. And um, yeah, that's a bit of my story. Awesome. Yeah. Not as interesting of a background, <laughs> uh, living-wise. So. But uh, yeah, started as a, a well, engineering background. Uh, started my first company while I was undergrad. Uh, and now on to my third startup. Uh, been living within the U.S. quite a bit places, Houston, New Jersey, New York, a little bit in uh, Boston while I was doing my grad school up there. And now uh, Arkansas is where I am currently. Uh, love the place and super excited to be here. I didn't know we had that in common, that you've had three startups or this is your third. I've had three as well in the yeah. past. and. Yeah, mature, aren't we? Experts in this now, right? <laughs> hey, man, you're always learning. Never exactly. Experts, isn't it right? <laughs> it's an addiction, entrepreneurship, it is. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, once you start, you can't stop, right? No, exactly. Um, so, Jagesh, uh, let's start with you this time. Sure. Tell us about your company and why you founded it. Tell sure. us about SwiftGo. So, SwiftGo is a smart card company, essentially. What we do is provide the retailers, especially supermarkets, uh, with smart cards that allows them to kind of complement their scan and go apps, which is taking off now, and give them a balance from a shrinkage perspective and allows the customers uh, that are shopping within the supermarket a much, much better and frictionless experience. Vance? Yeah, so Junction AI, we're an AI as a service partner. What we do is we crunch that massive amount of data now that you know you see happening on uh, social sites and in advertising or on marketplaces. And we... Um, take that data and we help, you know, get insights that product marketers, e-commerce companies, uh, retail brands can use, uh, sales forecasting, basically anything that helps them optimize and drive further sales and understand where they should put their resources to get the, you know, the best impact, uh, get the best return on investment. And, you know, obviously everyone is using AI now or wanting to move into AI for something in that, in that sense so they can scale their business, grow, cut costs, whatever it is. So that's what we do. 
Great. All right. You both get A's for those answers. To get to an A+, plus, you have to tell me why you founded your companies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I find, founded my company because I've been, you know, in the e-commerce sector now for uh, a long time. It's always been one of my main interests. So, you know, how do we transform that experience that we have from the physical to the digital? And then how do we do that in a successful way that makes people actually want to engage? Uh, at a previous company, we had a mountain of data and so we didn't, you know, we didn't get into the AI thing because it was like, oh, this is so cool and trendy. It was like, we have a lot of data. How can we ever make sense of this data and actually use it then to, you know, drive better decisions or, or change how we're going to, you know, take an action or, or, or you know, understand how we're going to make our strategy work. And it just was a natural thing to say, well, you know, we're going to have to use machine learning to take advantage of all this data. And a lot of this data was images and, you know, text and reviews and things like that. So it's quite difficult data to work with. And AI was a natural tool to do that with. Very nice. Yeah, in our case, it was a pretty simple thing. There was a problem. And like everybody goes to a grocery store, more and more people were getting frustrated waiting in lines in grocery store. It's the number one reported issue from a frustrating in-store shopping experience perspective. So this was five and a half, six years ago when it wasn't an in thing yet. But we decided to start tackling it. And um, it's been through four or five different iterations, at least our product has now. And so, yeah, it started with a problem that every one of us has faced, myself included. So just decided to do something about it. Great. So both of your companies were part of the 2022 Fuel Accelerator cohort in Bitville. Can you tell me about your experiences? Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, no, it was a great, it was a really great experience. Um, it was, it was an interesting program. I mean, I'd never been to Arkansas before. Uh, you know, you, you only know what you hear in the media and things like that. And, you know, did some research on the program and saw a bit of information on it and was really impressed with, um, I guess, the obviously the sponsors are really in, in pretty incredible uh, and the people that have been through it as well. Um, I was blown away by the, the quality of the business community that we got to work with, the mentors, uh, the, you know, the generosity of the time and the diversity of experiences a lot of the mentors have, uh, have. I mean, they've come from all kinds of different roles and all kinds of different companies, and they've seen organizations inside out from sales through to the back end, supply chain, marketing, whatever it is. So for me, it was, um, it was really uh, sort of a pivotal moment for our company in, in understanding where we fit in and what value we can add and how I can you know, take advantage of this business community and to propel forward. Sure. Yeah, for us, uh, again, I, I back everything that he said. Uh, for us, uh, some one of the scouts had reached out to us, Bentonville, given our area of retail and supermarket, is, you know, the number one Fortune 1 company here. So it just made sense from that perspective. Spoke to Taylor and Tom, uh, who were leading that at that time, and uh, it just, the match was there. So once I joined, what impressed me, so we had been part of Accelerators before, what impressed me about Fuel was the fact that the engagement from the community is amazing. I mean, you know, uh, everybody from mentors, advisors, corporate partners, everybody was very engaged in truly helping the startups get to where they want to go or where they need to be. So, uh, you know, it's, the people factor has been amazing as part of this accelerator. Yeah, I think, I think the, you know, what Tom and Taylor did with all of us was right. just, you know, an incredible amount of guidance. And uh, I've as well been in other accelerators. And this one, you know, was really an impressive, impressive program to go through, but also led to really impressive results. Great. I'm glad to hear that. Um, tell me, uh, what other resources have y'all tapped into uh, here in Northwest Arkansas? 
Go to go first? Sure. Um, <laughs> Quite a few. So, as you know, Bentonville Economic Commission has been very helpful. Uh, the state, uh, from a state representation perspective, has been very, very helpful. And then, obviously, the corporate partners, right? Uh, I think one of the stats that's been given out plenty of times is that there are about 1,400 vendors that are based in the city of Bentonville uh, that serve the retail community or the supply chain community, right? So, each and every one of them are accessible. Obviously, the top three uh, employers in the area are accessible as well. So it's just that engagement has been truly phenomenal. And it goes on after the program. Even right now, we reach out to somebody. You know, people are more than happy to answer questions. People reach out to us directly when they hear about things sure. around us. So, yeah, I think that that has truly made a difference for us, at least. I'm yeah, sure. I, I agree with all of those points. It's amazing, the community. I mean... People remember you. They recognize you. Right. If you're walking down the street, they remember you. They actually want to engage with you and talk with you. They, they want to have that business meeting and that coffee with you. And, and they want to introduce you to the circle of people that they think can help you. And they're not asking anything in return. You know, it's, there's nothing else for it. It's just they, they actually want to see you do well here. And, you know, we've had great results with the university. The intern program at the University of Arkansas is incredible. And there's this guy that works in the Chamber of Commerce. I think his name's James. He's, I've he's, heard of him. He's, he's pretty useful, too, actually. He, you know, there's, the odd introduction comes from him that's pretty impressive. So, no, Bentonville Chamber of Commerce has been great. And, um, yeah, all the, all the different, you know, community groups and the, uh, the State Economic Commission, very helpful. Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, I made myself a couple of notes here about uh, fuel real quick. You know, fuel is a 12-week enterprise-ready accelerator that uh, matches growth stage artificial intelligence and machine learning companies with uh, key enterprise partners to help them accelerate adoption of tangible solutions. Uh, many accelerators focus on coaching you to pitch. Uh, Fuel, I think their differentiator is they teach you um, operational value. They also, by the way, have backing from the uh, Arkansas Economic Development Commission and the Walton Family Foundation. And I believe that gives them the freedom to do these uh, different unique things um, and deliver higher value, especially for startups that are ready to talk to buyers, ready to uh, run successful beta tests and, uh, and really navigate the bureaucracy of uh, target clients and uh, enterprise customers. So if you're a seed or a growth stage startup in the AI or ML space, uh, you should check out Fuel at fuelaccelerator.com, and uh, they are taking applications right now for their 2023 cohort. And so, uh, one more thing to my friends at Fuel, uh, you can put the check in the mail. Uh, seriously, though, they they didn't uh, ask me to plug them. I thought this would be an opportune time to plug them. You've heard about some of the other resources in their community in the community. Uh, Bitville has. I would argue, uh, somebody in Miami told me the other day that we have resources on the scale of, of really much larger communities like Miami. And I thought that that was a really nice thing to say, but it's also true. So uh, check it out. Okay, um, let me ask you, what would y'all tell potential fuel applicants? You know, I, I think one of the key drawers for the program for me was exactly what you identified there, that this isn't a program that teaches you how to pitch or how to go, you know, chase the VC model or any of those sorts of things. It's about being enterprise ready. How do you get through to these enterprises? How do you, you know, get your first projects with them? How do you navigate that, you know, labyrinth or maze of offices and gate and gatekeepers and things like that? So 
if you if you if you're looking for an accelerator that really focuses on you know your business model and how you're going to then successfully deploy that and and make that sustainable and growing and scale, this is a really good accelerator for that. That's exactly the sort of advice you're going to get from both the fuel, you know, the mentors in the fuel program, but also this business community because that's what they all excel at here. It's an, it's an incredible program. Sure, I second that. I think enterprise ready is the word. Uh, you know, if you want to target large enterprises, you're a B2B company in AI or ML space. Uh, these guys are, you know, very, very helpful and experts at what they do. So it, you can definitely use that help. So definitely, I would encourage anybody in a B2B AI ML space to join uh, to get enterprise ready because within the six to 12 week period, you will definitely get your business model worked out uh, if there are any sales side of things that you need to figure out, all of that will be figured out. You won't waste any time on pitch, uh, VC stuff. All of that, you know, is is not needed. When you, the first goal should be, hey, where, how do we get ready to be the best value add for our customers? And if they are B two B enterprise customers, this is the place to be. It's a boot camp, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> and I mean, you know, if anyone wants a reference or a personal talk about it, I'm sure Jagesh is the yeah. same. You can call us or email us. And Absolutely, we're more than happy to tell you about our personal experiences. That's great. Thank you. So you both got into a, a very competitive program. I mean, they get applications fueled us from uh, all over the world. The uh, when you first heard about the fuel accelerator. And I think you mentioned it earlier, uh, Vance, but when you learned about the location, what was your first thought? <laughs> I'll tell you, honestly, as a startup person, the fact that one, it's equity free, right? It's, it's huge. It takes off a lot of the other burdens out of it. Uh, and then two, as I said, the area, the very fact that it was in the middle of some of the top companies around, some of the top vendors around in the supply chain area, um, makes it very attractive. And then, as he mentioned, the fact that the city of Bentonville, Chamber of Commerce, you know, people like yourself, James, honestly, are so engaged and helpful is just icing on the cake. Yeah, I think, I think you know, I came here, and I, everyone knows this is the, the home of Walmart. And so you have this view of the place of that being the home of Walmart, but you get here and you really quickly realize how diverse the community is in terms of, you know, all the other companies that Jagesh was mentioning, all the other big players in the area too, but the depth and diversity of the community of business you know, in general is, is quite impressive. And you don't necessarily know that when, before you've come here. Until you've been on the ground and seen sure. it here, you don't realize that that's all going on. And then everything else that spawns around it, because there are so many other companies here that are part of that overall, you know, B2B ecosystem or the supply chain and that part of it that you realize that there's actually a lot of opportunity with them as well. It's not just with the Walmarts and the Tysons and the Giants here. It's a huge other group of companies here as well that could be partners, could be customers of yours, or, you know, strategic relationships. You don't know, but it's, it's massive what's happening here. And you don't know that outside of here. And I think majority of the companies actually around here are small businesses. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. is perfect from an ecosystem perspective for a startup, uh, even if it's like, you know, uh, like growth state startup is the perfect place to be because you have the top fortune companies here, but you have this ecosystem of small businesses that you can partner up with and kind of, you know, I guess, improve your overall value of your solution. And, and you can customer. learn a lot too that you exactly. wouldn't otherwise get inside of. Like exactly. You get to see it through their eyes and what they've had an experience or, the, you know, maybe they've worked at Tyson's or Walmart or something like that. You get to learn from them of what they did right, wrong, how they navigated it. I mean, that's sure. priceless. Yep. Yeah, you bet. Okay, so 
Uh, I've heard a good bit about your professional experiences here. Can you tell me about your personal experiences? Well, I mean, I had a great, I, I stayed here for the whole three months in the program and I really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I've got to admit, I flew in about midnight, I think, into the airport. You, know, you get an Uber through some fields and everything. It's pitch black dark. And I thought, what have I just done? Like, where am I? Where, what have I done? Maybe, did I maybe go a little too far this time? And then morning comes and you, you see this town and you see that fantastic down, town square. There's the farmer's market. There's the museums. There's the art. There's, what, three restaurants that have James Beard nominees this year. I mean, the food scene's great. If you like mountain biking, hiking, running, it's right on your doorstep. You don't have to drive anywhere for it. You don't have to make a plan for it to go anywhere. You just basically walk at your door and there's a great trail. Or, you know, and then you go to the art gallery that afternoon and then you go do something else that evening. And it's, it's a, the life, the, the work-life balance here is, everyone talks about it. This place mm -hmm. actually really delivers it in a real way that you can appreciate every day. It's a very intentional goal here. Yeah, you can tell. And it's very, it's so, you know, it's successful in achieving it. Yeah, and it's like living on a movie set. Yeah. <laughs> it truly is, right? It's like you have this little yeah. square yeah. where most people hang out, so you know everybody around. And then you have some of the biggest companies around, so you have this corporate ecosystem that will allow you to kind of make a living in a decent manner, but still have this small town feel uh, that is essential, essentially, to, you know, like have a happy life. Uh, yeah, and, that's uh, the word for it. You're going to have a really happy life here. Yeah. And that, I feel very happy here. Yeah. yeah. I've heard people describe Hallmark meets Disneyland <laughs> in a whole bunch of other descriptions, <laughs> but that one's not bad. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, uh, I find as an economic developer that uh, if I can get people on the ground and they can see for themselves that um, sometimes they say, I joke this about this, but in a sense, in some ways, it's, it, it turns out true sometimes, but I tell them that they should uh, just go ahead and pack an extra bag because they might be sending for your, their things and welcome home vans, by the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like, I, I had friends and you know, brought a few people and I said, you know, you, you're going to be surprised how much you like it. You really will be shocked. You know, you're not expecting how much you're going to like it and how much you're going to appreciate it. And sure enough, by the end of a weekend visit, it's sort of like, wow, I, I cannot believe this. It feels like a setup, right? It's, yeah. it's, so, it's so good that it actually feels like yeah. a setup. Yeah. It does. Uh, but it's, it's real, and it's true, and I can vouch for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on a couple of the stats that y'all mentioned earlier. Uh, Bentonville's home to Fortune 1, but Fortune 73 and Fortune 315 are also on our doorstep in our neighboring communities. Um, we have 1,400-plus vendors to uh, Walmart in the region. We have a robust startup community with resources that rival the largest cities in the country. Uh, still, 98% of our businesses are small businesses, um, and they're benefiting from one of the fastest growing cities and economies in the country. And it's no surprise then that Northwest Arkansas was just named for the third year in a row as one of the most dynamic economies in the nation. And I didn't even mention the exceptional quality of life, a good bit of which y'all touched on. Um, and then you add to that, it's not just retail. There's amazing things happening here in aviation and smart mobility and coming soon, flying cars. You didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> there, there are definitely folks who want to make uh, that sort of thing happen. That's not a secret. There's things happening in healthcare and wellness. And yeah. I'm sure I'm leaving something off the table here. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, so how would or how should business leaders 
and remote workers be thinking about Bentonville and Northwest Arkansas and how they can capitalize on what's happening here? You know, it, it's, um, I've been thinking about this quite a lot lately, and you see those articles in the paper now about, you know, Google's employees or Apple's employees or whatever now being asked to go back to the office, mm -hmm. and, and the workers are revolting. They don't want to spend an hour commuting each way, and, you know, even after spending that hour of commuting, they're spending God knows what on their apartments or houses, uh, probably living in small places, probably no backyards, and, and none of the benefits, you know, that you, you might like otherwise when you consider work-life balance. I, I think employers need to think about how happy their employees are going to be and how much more productive they're going to be, how much more fulfilled their lives are going to be. And when you can be here and, you know, commutes five minutes walking, maybe three minutes driving, um, and you can actually really have a work-life balance. It's mm -hmm. not just something you talk about here. It's actually something you have and can enjoy and everyone else's as well. Then that changes sort of, I guess, how you think about attracting employees and attracting um, maybe loyalty from those employees or, or seeing how they, you know, develop their careers in that way too, and, and how they can foster their own sort of values and, and balance in that way too that makes their lives very good. So I think we have to think about that a lot because the labor market's really hard to find staff. Anywhere, everywhere right now, it's really hard to find staff. And we yeah. can talk about all these work-life balance policies, but when you can actually do it and have it, and you live it yourselves here, as, as an employer myself, I can live it myself here. I can, I can be the example of it as well. That's really important. Yeah, again, second everything that he said, I would put it like, you know, it's all about the people. If you're starting a company, it's about the people, right? Uh, whether it's your employees, whether it's the customers, you want to be around people who are happier. Uh, you want to provide for people, especially your employees, a much more happier ecosystem where they have a good work-life balance. Um, and if you want a good mix of, you know, the advantages of urban life mixed with the advantages of the country living family life, Mm -hmm. uh, this is the place to be, right? Uh, it has that small town feel with the big town benefits. So, That's yeah. a really good point, actually, yeah. Oh, fantastic. So as, as we start wrapping up here, can you tell me uh, what's, next, uh, what's next for SwiftGo? What's next for Junction AI? For us, uh, we're chugging along. Uh, we do have a couple of uh, large client names uh, coming along this year. So we're working towards that, keeping our fingers crossed to get moving. And no other, you know, pandemics and other things stop us, hopefully. Um, but yeah, company-wise, I think we're in a smooth stage now. We've been in business five years. So we're getting to a point where now people are believing in our idea. We're seeing the fruits of it out in the market. So we're, we're optimistic and positive on that side. You know, a lot of similarities with where Jagesh is as well with our company. You know, we've really found our, you know, that product market fit and are able to start capitalizing on that now. We're finding the ability to now, um, you know, get really strong inbound and the inbound leads that are coming in are very well aligned to the business and, you know, how we can help them and how we can make them successful in adopting ML, or, you know, ML systems. Um, you know, we're, we're starting work now with one of the local companies in Bentonville. We've had a project underway with them. So we're looking forward to expanding that out now and, and building on that and, you know, showing how we can also be a successful part of this community. So, you know, I, ho I hope within the year we've, We've started to scale quite a lot here and hopefully have our first employees on the ground here as well and obviously more contracts with local companies. Sounds great. Um, how can people find SwiftGo and Junction AI? Website, social media, email if you want. 
Uh, you can get to me at vance.ravy at junction.ai or just go to the website, junction.ai, or check me out on LinkedIn, Vance Ravy. Uh, there's not many people in the world with my name, so you'll find me easily and get in touch. I'd love to talk Great. to you. How do you spell that? R-V-A-N-C-E, last name Ravy, R-E-A-V-I-E. Great. Same here, uh, Jagesh Vora. You can email me at jagesh at swiftgo.com and find me on LinkedIn. Um, or go to our website, www.swiftco.com, and fill out a form. We'll be happy to reach back out. Links are below. Is that how you say it? <laughs> there we go. There you go. Uh, just just for the uh, for the spelling challenge, your spelling be as... Sure. J-I-G-E-S-H. Uh, how do you spell your name? J-I-G-E-S-H. And last name is we as in Richter, O-R-A. All right. What should I have asked you that I did not? How many beers I've had? <laughs> Just kidding. Well, hopefully a lot more after this. <laughs> no, no it's, it's been fun. I think, I think we hit most of the points. Uh, it, it was a good chat. You haven't asked about you know, what type of mountain bike I have and how many miles I did this oh, morning. Oh, yeah, please. <laughs> Do tell. I walked into that. No, no, I don't have one yet. But you know what? I'll, I'll yeah. get one soon. <laughs> well, it might take a while. They do take a while to arrive, as I found out. Uh, and then, of course, I received mine in October, and it got cold for a minute. And then I rode, and that I may not have kept the rubber side down and had to take a little bit off for a minute, but now I'm back at it. So oh, see, I need a new one, ordered. so I need a new one, so I'll be in the market soon. So meanwhile, I'm still running these trails, but you know, maybe by summer, I'll be on the bike. Great, all right, as we get ready to wind this up, I have a question for y'all that I haven't prepared you for. It's straight out of left field. Uh, I'll give you an example, I'll give you my answer so that you have uh, time to think about it and prepare. If you have a superpower, and that superpower came with a limitation, what would the superpower and limitation be? So here's mine. Mine would be that if I were watching a sporting event on TV, perhaps one of Arkansas's recent, uh, the Razorbacks' recent uh, games in the tournament, I could pick up my remote and press a button and it would transport me right into the game. However, my limitation would be that it would also transport somebody into the game right beside me who could not leave my side, who absolutely hated sports and complained the entire time about it. But I'd be at the game. Wow, you've given this a lot of thought. I have. <laughs> it's really unfair to spring this on us because his is really detailed and there's a lot in there. I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> oh, well, great. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, interesting question. Um, I would say, I guess, again, this is just off the cuff, uh, you know, I guess having uh, the gut instinct that's 100% right, accurate, would be a good superpower to have so that you can trust it every single time. I guess one of the, what you said, limitations of it would be that you cannot use it uh, to financially benefit yourself, if that oh, wow. makes any sense, right? Like, that would be a tough limitation once you already know what's going to happen, right? But it would be cool uh, if you could 100% be right every single time, which is hardly ever the case. But uh, that would be so cool. Wow, that's very thoughtful. <laughs> Solid. Hmm. Maybe I would have a superpower just to transport myself to wherever I wanted to be, like, you know, sort of like they do on Star Trek or stuff like that. Just like instantly transport myself so I can be wherever I need to be, wherever I want to be. You know, the weather's better somewhere else or, you know, I want to be at an event or something like that. Bang. A limitation would be that, um, hmm, 
that as long as I've got a beer in my hand, like right now, I can't leave. Beer won't transport with me. Well, that is a limitation. That's pretty solid. I don't know. You have worked a loophole in there and, and made something good out of it. I didn't say I couldn't take whiskey. <laughs> okay. That's great. Jagesh, Vance, thank you for joining me today and our audience. Um, hey, to the audience, if you like what you heard, subscribe to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast on your favorite platform or visit us at BentonvilleEconomicDevelopment.com. And I uh, hope you'll come back next week to hear more about Bentonville and its businesses and business leaders in Northwest Arkansas, where you get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Thanks. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in to the Bentonville Beacon Podcast. We hope to see you next week.